TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome back in on a Friday afternoon. Uh, a little bit of an adult content warning here on this next story. Um, there is a 52-year-old circuit judge in Maryland who was outside of his home northwest of Baltimore while his wife and son were at home when someone came up and shot him in his driveway. And I I asked the question this morning, how much do you want to bet this is somebody that was in his court and it didn't go his way? It's exactly what it was. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, And we've seen this before. We'll Mm -hmm. get back to that in a second. But uh, yeah, it was interesting because of the response. Initially, when the shooting happened, and you have to, I mean, the authorities did what they had to do here because they didn't know. Uh, it's its one thing to speculate about things like that, but in order to make sure that this wasn't something bigger than that, because, well, we live in bizarro world times now, they went to every other judge on that same circuit and, and had a security force that was, you know, it was probably ended up being a police car or something like that for each one of them to make sure that it wasn't somebody that was targeting judges. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turned out exactly to be what you said. And, and not terribly surprising, it was a divorce case. Yeah, it was a divorce case where the dad lost custody of his children. Yeah. Uh, 49-year-old Pedro Argote uh, is who they're looking for. And they've got a really good description of him and the vehicle that they would be looking for as well. But he lost his his kids in a hearing before this judge, and he didn't attend the hearing. And then, fi- I don't know why he didn't attend, but afterwards he finds out he lost custody of his kids. Yeah, and I mean, it just... <sighs> That kind of thing where if your personality, and it may very well be, it may very well explain why he didn't show up to the hearing, is I'm right. I'm just right yeah. all the time, and everybody else is wrong, and I'm constant. What what goes along with that personality a lot of the time is a state of victimhood when mm-hmm. anything doesn't go, look what happened to me. And, and I'm sure that had he shown up, he would have gotten a better deal than he right. did from not being there. But people like that do that kind of stuff so that they can whine about it later and go, look what happened to me. Yeah, well, putz, show up for your hearing. And he didn't. So now a terrible thing happened and it can't be his fault. So it must be the judge's fault. And what does he do? Grabs a gun. Okay, so to me, there are two conversations to be had here. One is, yet again, a and people get mad at me fine, a middle-aged man, um, and we don't know, I mean, we've got his picture and we know what he looks like, but if, you know, he's 49 years old, middle-aged man 
who, assuming this is the the motivation, is rejected, right? Is yeah. told no, doesn't get something he wants, <laughs> and snaps. And the first reaction is to go get a gun and go after the person that you feel like wronged you. Yeah. And you don't care that he has children and you don't care that he's a good guy. And you and he's just standing in his driveway. I mean, is shot dead in his driveway. We need to have that conversation. And to your point earlier, there's also a bigger conversation to be had about security for judges. Yeah, because, because this keeps happening. The, the last time that something like this happened, um, and I, I'd have to look up the specifics on it, but it was it was not the judge who ended up shot. It was her husband and her son. Yes, who and were wasn't shot? That Pennsylvania. I wanted to say it was like Virginia or suburban DC somewhere, but you, you could be right. Pennsylvania is not that far away. Um, New Jersey federal judge. New Jersey. Okay, there you go. And uh, yeah, I mean, they had had a birthday party for her son who had just turned twenty. They were cleaning up from the birthday party, and there was a knock at the door. He went up to answer the door. Dad went up to check on him. That's when the shots are fired. The judge wasn't killed, but the husband and son were. It was horrible. And in in that case, it was a 72-year-old guy who had lost a case in her court. And he was mad. Uh, He was described as an anti-feminist activist and lawyer. Uh, who had spewed hate against her online and in a misogynistic book he wrote years after she presided over the civil case in in which he was there. Um, So then we have this case. Guy goes before, doesn't actually go before a judge, and we don't know what the custody dispute was about. We don't know anything about any of that. We don't know how many kids he had. But is told no. I mean, is rejected in court, doesn't get what he wants, and goes to and and kills the judge, not the wife and and son that were inside, but kills the judge. And, and again, very likely the reason why he got the outcome that he that that made him this upset in the first place is his own stupid fault. He's so complaining. Yeah, his inaction led to this, and yet no, 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 no. It's it's the judge. That terrible judge did an awful thing to me. Come on. Oh, and people just settle down. Why aren't you mentioning his race, Jamie? On the text line, every other time this happens, you mention his race. Why not now? They don't have a picture there's, of him. There's not a conspiracy <laughs> a- about this. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, uh, I do. I've got the Facebook page oh, that shows the- his picture. Okay. Um, he looks Hispanic to me, so white. I oh. mean, but he, but who knows? Sure. Um, but look, they're not. Feel better now, text line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I... I don't know know, why this continues to go on. And you're right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, what you said is true. I don't care if he's got a family. I don't care if he's a good guy. I don't care if he's a pillar of his community. The thing is, he was a guy doing his job. All that other stuff may be true, but it's immaterial. It shouldn't matter. A guy was doing his job. You had something to do. You didn't do it. The guy did the job the way he was supposed to do it. And you shot him because you were mad. Okay. So I, I don't, again, we talked about this yesterday with the road rage where you had a shooting on I-35 yeah. because of, and we don't even know what prompted that, but we know a guy was shot. I mean, luckily he was just grazed with a bullet, but again, we have a guy that snaps and shoots a gun. And in this case it was fatal and it's usually, you know, thirties or forties or early fifties, mid fifties yeah. is who it usually is. What needs to happen for that to stop? I asked the universe. Boy, yeah, I, I wish I knew. Um, because, I mean, the, the, this 
ridiculous national temper tantrum that we have been in the middle of for three years plus now mm-hmm. is is just pure insanity. And, you know, the people who are still given to it, the ones who just cannot take that sometimes the answer is no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've talked before about the fact that if your child is still acting out at age five, you lost yeah. already. Well, yeah. yeah. What do you do when that child is 45? It's a really good point because we've talked before about um, teaching boys to accept the word no in a lot of different ways when they're young, just with friendships, that if you ask a kid to play with you and they say no, don't take it personally. Like, it's not about you. It's just about them. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person and it doesn't move on. Right. Well, and, and what did we hear over the last couple of days? I know this is a story we haven't covered this week because, well, frankly, we're just all sick of it by now. But the Natalie Holloway thing, mm-hmm. you know, your invander salute finally uh, allocated in court about what he did that night. Yeah, she told him no. So he killed her. I, I just um, I don't. It is terrifying. In this case, the victim was a male. In other cases, it's, you know, woman turns him down or rejects him or whatever, yep. and it's that. Um, why is the inclination to go get a gun? There are a lot of other ways to express anger. There are a lot of other ways to get the anger out. Some of those aren't healthy either, but they're not fatal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's such ridiculous. I was going to say juvenile behavior. That doesn't even that doesn't even cover it. It's not juvenile. It's like three below, you know, three and under. That's the age level that we're talking about of of just it's this is the 45 year old equivalent to throwing yourself down on the floor of the grocery store and pounding and kicking your feet and crying and making a scene. That's what this is. And I don't know why we have so many adults who are given to that kind of behavior, so many male adults who are given to that kind of behavior, but we do. And and something's got to be done about them because this is how it ends. I'm not anxious to get into the gun conversation, but it's happening on the text line. We can have it on the air. Let's just all be nice. Uh, Text line said, um, even if it's personal, if someone rejects you or you don't get your way, simply because they don't like you, you just need to learn to deal and get over it. Yeah. Rejection isn't fun for women either. And we get it too. Believe me, we're, we're not told yes all the time either. Sure. But, but where, um, does, where does the entitlement come from? Yeah. Where does yeah. You, you owe me this? I mean, no, <laughs> nobody owes you anything. The world does not owe you a thing, nothing. So this idea that somehow you being told no is some kind of slight against your humanity, grow up. I'll give you a, a watered down example of this that just came to mind. We had a very lengthy conversation about six months ago that evolved into when a man wants to give a woman a compliment and, yes. and the ways to do that and not be weird and, and sleazy and creepy. And, you know, I've said that you got to read the room a little bit, right? And the number of men that called when we had that conversation who said, yeah, I know you don't want us to, but here are all the reasons why we, we think we should anyway. And I, uh-huh. I said at that time, I said, why, why is me saying no? Why can't that be enough? Why do you feel, why do you dismiss the fact that I don't want you to, and you feel like what you want is more important? 
it comes back to that entitlement that you were talking about. Exactly. Right. And think about, I mean, I know this is the more extreme example of that, but I mean, these pathetic incel communities that are all over the internet, dotting the, the place saying, no, the, you know, why do these beautiful women always go out with jocks and how come I can't have one of them? Well, maybe if you weren't such a whiny little putz, you would, you know, maybe you'd actually get a woman to talk to you, but uh, no, you feel like you're entitled to something simply because you exist get over yourself 913-586-7798 i i we can start with kids i mean if if you're thinking about this now with your kids what are you telling them because i don't feel like we can fix adults i sort of <laughs> no, i sort of feel like I that's agree. a lost cause yeah. i don't know what to do about that people don't change 913-586-7798 um we mentioned guns but i think it's important to talk about this next story the thing that we tell parents to use to keep guns away from their kids failed Horribly. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. A 49-year-old man who lost custody of his children in a judge's courtroom is the person of interest in this case where that judge was then shot dead in his driveway while his wife and child was inside. That's the situation. And and what do we do about it? What do we do about the, again, the attitude of entitlement that that seems to point up? And they have not caught him yet, right? No, not at all. So Armed and dangerous. They, they know who course. they're looking for. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think they, that's the dangerous part has definitely <laughs> been established. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I have every faith in the world that they will get him. But again, Here's a guy, I'm mad that I lost custody of my kids. I'm going to shoot the judge. So now, not only am I still not going to have custody of my kids, now I get to go to prison. Good call. Off to Janet in Lee's Summit we go. Hi, Janet. Hi. I think I was married to the twin of this guy that shot the judge. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tell us. Well, we were in court 17 times in five years over custody issues. He didn't think he should have to pay child support, so every time he'd stop paying, he'd get jerked back into court, and of course he'd go for custody. The last time we were in court was when Edith Messina was the presiding judge over the Jackson County Courts. And he had a track record as long as his arm, and she knew it. Uh, he stormed out of the courtroom when he didn't get his way, and the bailiff asked me to stay behind for a minute because the judge wanted to talk to me. And she went through two or three cases, so I finally caught the eye of the, of the bailiff and said, is she going to talk to me before the noon break? And he said, oh, ma'am, you can go ahead and go now. She wanted you to remain here till we were sure he had left the parking lot and was gone for your yeah, safety. Yeah, they were afraid for you. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, have, uh, what, was, what have your interactions been like since then, or have there been any? Uh, there were a couple. Uh, he tried to get his child support stopped when we moved out of state. He claimed he didn't even know where his son was. Uh, he tried to track us down two or three times. He was always about two blocks off of where we were. And finally, it took our son telling him, don't contact me. I don't want anything to do with you. And when it was all said and done, the, the man wound up having a stroke after throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, and, gee, poor guy. Uh, Oh, yeah. And they pronounced him dead at least some at hospital. And I wound up paying for his funeral because he didn't have any money. I did it for my son. Wow. Oh, well, I, I know that's that's incredibly difficult. But I think, uh, I mean, what little I know about the situation, I think you made the right call for the right reason. And I congratulate you for that. That's not easy. Well, thank you. Thank you, Janet. Thanks um, for the call. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's 
there's an oddity of human nature that goes into that too, that that kind of obsession that seems to be pointed outward almost Mm -hmm. always stems from narcissism. It's not pointed outward at all. It's, I'm so great, how could you reject me? Don't you know who I am? (laughs) You know, it's that. Uh, Let's go to Brett in Smithville up next. Hey, Brett. Hey, guys. Jamie kind of blew me out of the water when she just said the guy was 49. But uh, my thought process is I think we might see a lot more of this kind of thing because an entire generation of men is coming of age and starting families and and getting at that point in their life who have been raised to be in touch with their feelings. And you're seeing the, the participation award kids coming of age. And you're, you're going to see a whole lot of that narcissism. You, you know, well, what do you mean I didn't show up to court so I automatically lose? Why doesn't she automatically? You, you're going to see so much of that uh, going forward. I think it's not even going to be funny. The, the, the problem is I think kids really, and this is going to make my mom, God rest her soul, sound a little bad, but I was told you're not special. You're 5'2 and one of the slowest kids in your school. You're not going to be an NFL star. You're not going to be an all-star wrestler. You know, uh, you know, a kid needs to be told. If, if he's got an IQ of 85, his mom doesn't need to be telling him, oh, honey, you can be anything you want when you grow up. No, no, you can't. You can work hard and you can be a success, but only if you work hard. And, and people just don't hear that enough. I mean, these so kids what's... have been raised to think that they're God's gift. So what's the line then, I ask as the non-parent, um, what's the line? You want to teach kids confidence. You want them to feel empowered. You want them to feel like they can do anything, right? That they can go accomplish their dreams. And you want them to feel like they're as good as anybody else. What's the line between that and the inability, like over, over-believing that? Oh, I wish I could remember the Mike Rowe quote. Dreams are great. But ambition is what's going to get you there. Take your dreams with you, but ambition is the necessity. It's, it's like you need to teach your kids, hey, with a good work ethic, you can accomplish so much more than you ever thought you could. But you got to know your limitations. Yeah, you know, I, you, can, you can maybe make the baseball team if you practice. That doesn't mean you're going to be in the NBA, you know, in the, in the in, MLB. MLB, yeah, those are the words. Right, right, yeah, and I think there's, I mean, the bad behavior that parents exhibit at games that are living vicariously through their kids, uh, you know, they, that yeah. I think that stems from that as well. There's some wisdom in that. I want to expand on that too, Brett. Thank you for kicking us off on that because in terms of what you were just saying, Jamie, about where's the line, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes me uncomfortable to hear him say that you shouldn't tell a kid you can be anything you want to be. I mean, Me too. Uh, me too. Because I think you know it, it is a very fine line because sometimes you end up crushing a kid's dreams and, mm-hmm. and effectively telling him don't. Don't don't try to reach beyond yourself. Right. But you know, that that's it's the difference between uh you know, there, there were a lot of people that were very uncomfortable with the idea of and he brought up the term special. I, I grew up you know, watching Sesame Street and Electric Company where they were telling all the kids, look, you are special. But what they were saying isn't you're better than everybody else. What they're mm-hmm. saying is you have your own special talents, your own special set of skills and talents that makes you you. You're special because you're different from everybody else. Use that 
to make your way in the world. But the message that I think too many people took from that is, I'm special. I'm better than everybody. So, you know, they they told me I was. And and they kind of missed the point of it. I and I think that just comes back to having real conversations with your kids when they're very young. And I know it's complicated. And I know it's hard. And the more we talk about it, the more it feels impossible. But I really do feel like it starts when they're little. Oh, absolutely. I think it starts when they're two. Mm-hmm. We'll go I back. Mean, to, yeah. yeah, we'll go back to it and uh, and bring in Barb and Shawnee. Hi, Barb. Hi. Um, you know, I'm wondering, I'm thinking about the school district that, that our kids spend a huge amount of time in the school districts. And I think, um, I know the home is important, but also, you know, we quit doing valedictorian because we don't want somebody to feel bad. You know, I think that's how we learn is doing things and we feel bad about them and we change our choices. Yeah. Recognizing accomplishment doesn't necessarily insult people who didn't get it. Right. And I, I think our school district plays a big part in this um, because we try not to have them fail. Well, you know, we learn from our failures. So I don't know. My kids haven't been in school a long time, but I just think it's crazy to try to make it easier so people don't feel bad. Well, I felt, you know, we all felt bad at times and we learned from it. Um, so that's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah I, Barb, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my, I, I don't know how your parents uh, were or, or your, your stepdad or any of that, but, you know, my parents approached that very differently, uh, where my mom was always, stay within your limits. You know, don't, don't, uh-huh. there are things, she was of the opinion that people who did things, well, for example, like this for a living, yeah. were magic. They, they, they had some kind of special okay. magic about them that, that we don't have, and so you can't do that. Where my dad was always, if I told him, I want to try this, he'd say, okay, let me know how it goes. It's funny. Um, I, I've said this before. I was never asked whether I was going to college. It was just expected. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. There was never a conversation. I got good grades. Colin, you're nodding your head too. Yeah, it was never a, a thing I had an option in. And I came from really, really high achieving parents. I mean, so so that expectation was always there. Where I got pushed back a little bit is um, the choice to leave, the choice to geographically go somewhere else. Like, yes, you can go do all these things if you want and, yeah. and go be wanderlusty and travel, but don't worry us. Don't don't be out of reach that we don't worry. Yeah, it, and and you know when when I was a high you know, high school kid and had dreams like every high school kid of you know going out and becoming a rock star, um, I had a very good friend at the time that I learned a lot from, and he was an unbelievable guitar player. Never hit the big time, but he went out and toured with bands like Nazareth, you know, and 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 was out there and did that and lived that life. And didn't do it forever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and now, he, you know, he lives a very quiet, normal life in South Florida, but he's still an unbelievable talent and still plays in the bars on the weekends and stuff like that. But he had that experience where I didn't because stupid me when I was 15, I listened to my mother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like, it's not that I have any complaints at this point. It's just, I, yeah, I, I don't want that message to come off to kids as put your dreams away. You can't achieve them. Right. We have callers on hold. If you want to get in the conversation, feel free. We'll take a break. Get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 913-586-7798. Uh, real quick, we were just talking during the break. Conversations evolving quite a bit in a direction I like. And it, it, I'm, I'm glad this is the conversation we're having. Um, so we have a judge in Maryland, this is where this started, uh, who presided over a custody hearing in a divorce case and did not award custody to this dad who then the next day shot this judge dead in his driveway. It stems, we feel like, from the word no. And, and the inability to deal with it. Yeah, and, and just how you instill that why things seem to have drifted drifted to the point where it's not everybody. I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening is like, yeah, how come people can't get that through their thick skulls that you don't get everything you want in this world? And if we're all agreed on that, then where are these people coming from that yeah. keep pulling stunts like this? So if you've got something to add into it, by all means, do that thing. We'll check in on the text line here in a minute, too. Kim and KCMO is up next to this. Hello, Kim. Hello. What's on your mind? Um... I was raising my son, and I I found that they'd done a bunch of studies, and they found that the children that are touched and and held and um, have more physical activity and interaction with their parents, their family, extended family, when they're growing up, have more mental pathways, and are able to interact in society much better than people who are not getting that kind of affection and um, interaction. And so once the child is, you know, past 10 years old, you're, you're sort of stuck with what you've got. Yeah. And I think it does have a, a, a big impact. Um, because if you're raised by daycare workers who maybe don't have any affectionate interaction with the child, just, you know, here, I have to watch you for eight hours, here's a TV and a computer. Um, they're not getting that same kind of action. It makes a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of sense on the back end, too. Uh, Kim, thanks for that. What I mean by that is I think it's an easy leap to make to say that parents who show that kind of affection, especially when their kids are little, little kids, are parents who, in general, are going to be more involved mm -hmm. over time. And that's going to go to conversations that they're willing to have with their kids when they're three, four, and five years old. And I right. don't mean you know talking at them. I mean actual conversations that 
that those are the parents who are going to be a little more adept at explaining the world to their kids. I want to talk about this text really quick. Um, we've talked before about there was a, a scary mommy post that we had a lengthy conversation about maybe a year ago about this woman who did not force her daughter to hug her grandparents if she did yes. not want to. Here's a text we just got. My son is three. I ask him if I can hug and kiss him. Most of the time it's a yes. Sometimes it's a no. We have to teach them respect and boundaries. In turn, he knows to ask others if he can have a hug. I love everything about that. That's you allow him to choose and you know everybody's making the choice for themselves and then he knows to ask other people. Yeah, the, the word that came up, I remember that conversation vividly and the word that came up a lot during that conversation is agency. I was just going to say that, yeah. You're giving him agency over and control over his own mood, his own body, and you're teaching him. You're leading by example. I mean, there, there is no better way to teach than to lead by example. You're leading by example to show him this isn't just a respect that's extended to you. This is a respect that's expected of you as well when it comes to how you deal with other people. I love that. I, yeah, agency is right. And and just the you give to others what you expect. It's okay to expect that back and you give it to others. Sure. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for getting in here. Um, on the topic of guns a little bit, uh, wanted to bring this up. CBS News had this. We have talked so much about parents needing to put their guns in a safe at home or have a gun lock on them so that kids don't get a hold of them and then um, have horrible consequences. So now we have a massive recall of biometric gun safes because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. 61,000 of these things are out there on the market. Now, it's not all gun safes. It's one particular one. It's called the Fortress Safe. Uh, and according to the U.S. Consumer Product uh, Safety Commission, I think they left out a word in this, they announced on Thursday, that, yeah, they're forcing them to recall 61,000 of these because there have been 39 cases so far where consumers have said, this opened with a fingerprint that was not mine and was not a fingerprint that was uh, programmed into it. One of those cases led to a 12-year-old boy who died. Yeah, it was January of last year. Um, he suffered a lethal gunshot wound to the head after he was able to access the safe in his home. And yes, there is a massive lawsuit over that. Um, it's... Uh, do, do, do. Where is this? Oh, so the boy's father had bought that safe in March of last year. I wanted to point out this safe is sold at a lot of stores, which is it's concerning also. If it's a Bass big Pro shops, yeah, if it's yeah. a big outdoor store, they sell it there. Yeah, it's every Dick Sporting Goods, Lowe's, pick pick a place, um, which is scary then because a lot of people are going to see it, and it's a brand um, that a lot of people are going to know. But they said the recalled safe poses a serious safety hazard a programming feature that can allow unauthorized users, including children, access to the safe. Um, uh, please look and see if yours is, is in this list. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things. Uh, CBS News had the article that has every model number that's affected by this. Obviously, we're not going to go through them all because it would take forever and it's, it's hard to remember all this stuff. I am going to give you a phone number, though, in a second. So if you have it, again, it's made by a, a company in China called Fortress. And the, all the different model numbers are in the CBS News article, or you can call their number. You can call Fortress Safe's number uh, at 833-588-9191.
I'll give that again in a second. But yeah, you can call that phone number and they will confirm. If you have a safe, that, a gun safe, one of the biometric locks that was made by Fortress, call that number 833-588-9191 and find out if your particular model of safe is one of the ones that's affected by this recall. Okay, I wanted to talk about the story um, that I said I heard out of ABC News. Sometimes I hear like one line out of an ABC News story and I go, what was that? What what did I just hear? And it happened at 10 o'clock. Yeah, uh-huh. um, so we it's becoming more common for school districts to start going to a four-day school week. Independence, you know, is the biggest one in Missouri that has decided to go that way. We haven't heard too much about schools in Kansas. In this case, we have students in, this is Caney Valley, USD 436, that are going to go to a four-day school week for a reason I have heard no other district go to this format for. Water shortage. I, ongoing water crisis, drought. And so in order to conserve water, the school district says they are one of the largest consumers of water in the city and not having kids in school one day a week will help them serve um, save water. Can I ask a silly question? Sure. Are those kids going to use any less water at home than they do at school? I don't know, but it takes the responsibility off the school district. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what this is. It's, it's yeah. not going to solve the water crisis. It's going to shift blame away from them and onto somebody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they've already taken a couple of other steps, and I'll give them all the credit in the world for this. Uh, they're shutting off the showers in the gyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they're also cutting back on gym class because we don't need smelly kids running around either. But they've they've had other water mitigation things that they've they've undertaken that go along with this. But you're right. I mean, what they're worried about is what's our part of this, and sending the kids home for a day seemed like the best way to do it. Did you read down? So I've got the release in front of me um, that they put out to parents, and deep down in the release it says. Likely the most uncomfortable change for students and staff will be the implementation of alternative restroom facilities. Uh, We will be utilizing trailers with regular latched closing doors in addition to traditional porta-potties at athletic events. Great. Um, Staff will supervise students entering and exiting the building at all times. Oh, what a mess that'll be. Yep. Outside conditions will be considered as well to determine if the regular restrooms will be available. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have the first time a kid runs Uh, away from school, decides to skip class the rest of the day. Doesn't seem like the brightest idea I've ever heard. No. Uh, And porta potties. I mean, I, I, you know, again, I get it, but isn't there some other way that we could uh, solve the water shortage other than porta potties? Ick. So the other ways they justify this, are are kids going to use as much at home? Here's what they say. Over half of the district students are rural students whose home water source is not from Caney. It's not the same water source. Okay, so they're using well water, but it's all still going to come out of the same aquifer. Um, They say this alone will make an impact on the water usage for the city. Okay. They would know better than me, but um, yeah, it makes me wonder where they get their water from if it isn't from the same ground sources that the kids who live out in the sticks do. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, This, of course, is going to be about money because then the district won't have to spend as much money on their water bill either. Yeah. It's just so strange to me. I good on them, I guess, but what a shift, especially the bathroom thing. That's so weird to me. I just I see so many pitfalls with that. But I guess if parents don't, if it's good with parents, I guess, okay. 
See how it goes. Yeah. And, and it, look, if it if it ends up working out academically, th- like we've seen here right. in the places right. that have done it, then it's just more evidence to add onto the pile that the four-day school week is going to be a boon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I assume this is a smaller school district. It, it just kind of sounds that way. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. All right. We'll take a break. Coming up, uh, a bear was hungry. I'll tell you where he got into next on KMBZ. All right. Bark Hampstead, Connecticut is where we go uh and we have video of what happened with this bear <laughs> he broke into a house uh i mean that that happens uh, up in the northeast and i i guess in the northwest too where you have bears that uh you know they get a little hungry and now is the time of year i mean we just fat bear week just ended so they're all looking oh, to yeah you know add a couple of pounds before it comes time to go hibernate for the winter and this bear was caught on security cameras breaking into the home of one helena hulis and he didn't just break into the house uh he went over to the freezer and got himself a lasagna. <laughs> Who knew Garfield was a bear? So, yeah, he picked a lasagna out of the freezer and just left. Took it with him. Out you go. Uh, apparently happy with his lasagna. But, yeah, the, uh, the it's it's a the freezer like ours where you've got the double doors up top where the fridge is. Mm-hmm. And then the drawer on the bottom. And the bear just walks over and opens the drawer, starts looking around, and grabs the uh, the old Stouffer's lasagna. Standing on its hind legs, he uses his front paws to pull out the freezer section below the refrigerator's doors, accessing the food so effortlessly it looked like a practiced move. Uh, He steps neatly onto the extended freezer drawer, using it as a stool to hop out of the tight open window to the deck. Uh, He was tagged, so this guy's been... um, tracked for a while and in the video when he gets out onto the deck when he climbs out the window um he goes down onto the deck and you can see the lasagna hanging from his mouth it's in a bag mm-hmm. uh so i guess it was homemade it, it actually wasn't a stouffer's lasagna she had made it herself and the she bear, has a restaurant yeah the bear thought oh they, it yeah, was from the restaurant smells pretty good um yeah anna's kitchen is what it was from so it must be good if she's selling it at the restaurant <laughs> good enough for a bear yeah. All right. I want to talk about this picture you just found. Um, do you know the significance of Sentinel Island? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. North- I assume you do because you're into this stuff like I am. Yep. I was just reading about this last night. Sometimes I just get into a rabbit hole on YouTube and, and this is where it gets me. Um, I, I could talk all day about it. Sentinel Island, I think, is owned technically by India and, and yes. is kind of out that direction. Yep. It's one of the few uncontacted areas is what they're called. Um. There's like 30 or 40 of them. A lot of them are in Brazil. And it's these uncontacted tribes that we as a modern society have decided to just leave alone. They don't follow our laws. They don't, we have zero contact with them and they have zero contact with the outside world. And on Sentinel Island, we don't even know how many people live there because the few um, non-Islanders who have gone there have been killed when they've tried to go and check it out. The last guy from the outside who tried this was in 2018. So it was only about five years ago. He was a Christian missionary. Yeah, he was a Christian missionary. And he decided that since no other Christian missionary had ever made it to North Sentinel Island, that it was the, the most demonic place on the planet were his words, because God's word has never been spoken there. So he tried and ended up shot full of arrows before he ever got to the beach. They're very aggressive. They're very violent. That's about all we know about them. Yeah. But I mean, they have had, they know nothing 
about the world outside of this island. And it's pretty close to mainland, isn't it? Like 30 miles? It's not far From a yet. major city? Which is why this kid was able to snap the picture he was. Uh, this was a guy back earlier this year. He, it, and it ended up on TikTok and a couple of other social media sites where as they were coming in, uh, you know, he was flying into, I think, Delhi. And uh, as as they were on their approach, he looked out the window and there it was. He knew it because he had done some research into it. And as soon as he saw it, he was like, Why? that's it. That's North Sentinel Island. He knew the shape of it and everything else. And he snapped a picture out the window of how close they were to this thing as the plane is kind of making its descent. Um, it's not right next to it, but it's close enough. And he thought, you know, this is one of those places you hear about. It, it's almost like a myth. And you think, okay, yeah, that exists somewhere in the world, but you never think you're going to see it in person. That's about the only way you would want to see it in person is flying above it, but with a few thousand feet between you and it. And you wonder, do they hear the airplane and have any clue what it is? Right. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty high up. They probably wouldn't hear it, but. Well, yeah, they might, but yeah, I, I was wondering the same thing. I mean, wouldn't you, the only thing that I would love to know, and we're never going to know because you can't get there, is what is their myth about the outside world, that mm -hmm. that's their response to it. Why are they so threatened by and immediately kill anything that comes close? Yeah, what what is their legend or religion or call it whatever you want? Their, their popular myth that explains why anybody coming in from the outside automatically has to be killed right away. Uh, the Indian government enforces a three-mile perimeter around the island that you can't go within. So the Indian government has decided we're going to protect this tribe and absolutely leave them alone. Yeah, it's illegal. If, if they even yeah. catch you on a boat trying to leave the mainland toward North Sentinel Island, you will be caught and arrested. It's it, the YouTube um, rabbit hole I went down was YouTube does a lot of these compilation videos of like the places you can't believe people live and the most inaccessible places on the planet. This is always come that always comes up. That's what led that me video. to this is actually there was uh, one of those clickbait articles about places <laughs> you're not allowed to go. Yeah. Like the uh, what's the the doomsday seed dis oh. uh, dispensary in Norway. Yes. Um, yes. That That's was, what it is. Yeah, that was one of them. And uh, there's also an island off the coast of Iceland. It's tiny, uh, but it's the youngest island in the world. It actually it, it surfaced in 1963. And there was a, an, a, an eruption, a volcanic eruption that lasted for four years, and it left this island in its wake. And the reason you can't, no, nothing lives there, but they're using it as research to find out what happens. How does an ecosystem form in a brand oh, new wow. place like that? But if a person walks out onto it, you're going to screw it up. So they don't want anybody there. Snake Island is the one I always think in of Brazil. as to Brazil. Yes. For obvious reasons, it's named that. It's got more uh, more snakes per square foot than anywhere in the world. So we'll leave you with that. Why not? But all that stuff is on YouTube. If you're ever curious about that stuff, it's awesome on YouTube. So that does it for the week. Uh, we'll turn this over to Dane on Parks and be back Monday here on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. 
Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 